Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Slow Smoke Business Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Morgan, and today we have a really fun episode where we're going to grill some pork chops, some good old-fashioned basic pork chops, a family dinner staple, and we're going to talk about the five things that you can do to make sure that your business has a shot at being successful. All right, so for today's show, uh, we are making some pork chops, right? And if, you, if you're following, if you're watching on YouTube, we're also going to start trying to put these episodes on Facebook to watch as well. Uh, so be, be looking out for that. But we're going with some pork chops, and these are some good-looking pork chops today. One of the things I've found is like if you just sort of stop buying your meat from the grocery store and you start buying it on from a, uh, like a butcher shop, there's a local, couple local butcher shops here in Birmingham where I am, and they are fantastic. And so uh, you get these, these guys have got a real good kind of bone cut coming off of them. And uh, pork chops are just an easy thing to do for your family for dinner. I know my brother used to do them so much when his girls were growing up that uh, it became a running joke that they never want to eat pork chops again. But it's because they're so easy, and if you get a good cut and you season them right, they can be so flavorful. So I'm putting a little barbecue rub on them now. We're going to season both. Don't everybody panic. I'm going to season both sides. People watch online, and they go, you only season one side. I know what I'm doing, at least as far as that goes. Uh, so we're going to season both sides. This is a pecan barbecue rub. I'm a big sort of pecan fan. I think it gives the like a sweetness to it and a little depth kind of earthiness that I, that I like. So we're going to season those. I've got it here on my pellet grill. We're going to put that down and run that at about 320 for a little while. When you cook something like that, it's so easy. You don't have to take it up to a certain temperature and wait. Uh, you can always just sort of come back and measure it. And as long as you get it to the safe serving temperature, you're in good shape. That's what I love about pork chops. They're really easy. So on today's episode, what we're going to be talking about uh, are the five things that you can do to make sure that your business has a chance at being successful. Now, this is a presentation I gave at a college recently, and I really liked it. Got a lot of good feedback from the students. And what I mean by this is, you know, when you're building your business, there's a lot of things, a lot of things you can listen to if you sort of plug into the Silicon Valley way of doing things. Um, you know, you might sort of build your business one way. If you sort of plug into a different style, you might uh, build it a different way. This is what I would do if I was starting a business today, particularly if I was starting a tech business, but it really applies to everything. These are the five things that you can do to ensure that you have a good shot at being successful. You never know if you're definitely going to be successful, but these things will really help you um, get there and, and give you a much better shot. So the first thing is, I, I tell this to any startup that I talk to, you need to have a revenue model. It's interesting when I talk to businesses that are starting up and they have got this, you know, there was, there was a rise of this in the mid-2000s where you saw social networks would just start up and they were going to say, oh, we're just going to build an audience and we're going to, you know, we're going to make it on advertising. And that is a model that works, but that's not really a model that you can survive on for long. And if, if you're going to do that, you've got to get really big, really, really fast. And it's really hard to do that without outside capital. And outside capital, unless you're living in La La Land uh, in, in Silicon Valley or whatever, outside capital doesn't generally like to give money to people who don't have a revenue model. So the first 
piece of advice that I always give entrepreneurs when they're starting a business is figure out how does your business make money? How does the money go from your customer where they gladly give it to you in exchange for something that they want or, or need, right? What, how does that work? What does the pricing model look like? Why are they going to do that? What is their alternative to doing that as well? So think about that. When people say uh, a red flag I always see when I, I hear a startup talking is, I say, well, we don't have any competition. And that's always BS, right? You always have a competitor. Even if your competitor, right, is simply doing nothing, that's still your competitor. People don't have to do what it is that you're wanting them to do. And so you need to understand who your competitor is, why people would not choose your service and why they would choose your service. Um, and then why are they gonna pay you that money? Once you can actually articulate that to someone on the outside, you've got a better chance of raising money. But additionally, uh, if you don't raise money, if you have a revenue model, you actually have a chance of surviving and being able to get to a place where you can survive off of your cash flow. So from the very, very beginning, understand your numbers, understand how the money flows into your business and then what your cost structure is going to be. And you have a much better chance of surviving. Now, the second thing is the what and the why of your company is far more important than the how. I can't tell you how many times I speak to someone who's a creator or a programmer or a developer, and they're so obsessed with all these little widgets and things that they can do, and they've built this incredible product, but because they actually haven't discussed with somebody why they would use it or what problem they solve specifically, no one actually wants to use it. No one knows how great this product is because they can't communicate why someone would want to use it. So before you even start building your product, you need to speak to someone that is going to use it, a potential user, and ask them lots of questions about the things that they're worried about and the problem that you think this is actually going to solve. And you have to ensure that your product is actually going to solve the problem. I can't tell you how many times I talk to companies who have a cool product and they're searching for a problem to solve with it. That's backwards and that's not a great solution. Sometimes that works, but very usually it doesn't, right? So you want to make sure that if you're actually building something, you understand the why far more than you understand the how. The how you can figure out, but the why is essential. Number three, and this applies to all organizations, not just startup businesses, it applies to everything. Surround yourself with really good people and get aligned, get on the same page. If you asked me what was the secret to Proctor U's success through all the years, it was that we had really, really good people in our organization and we all got on the same page and we were all rowing the boat in the same direction. When you get a really good team and they're all motivated and they're all facing the same direction, and they're all doing the same things, it's amazing what you can accomplish. And it's also amazing what kind of slack your customers will cut you as you're building something when they see that you're really good people and you're really trying to do a good job. So I would be very, very careful of the people that you add to your team. Make sure that they are go-getters, that they're actually going to work hard, they're going to stick with you through the tough parts, uh, and then get on the same page. Number four, and this is probably one of the most, the biggest Jared Morgan mantras in the world, you need to be a progressionist and not a perfectionist. Now, what does that mean? If you're a progressionist, that means you, you prioritize progress on something, making being a little better than the last time you did it, than trying to build something perfect before you ever launch it into the world. I speak to people all the time who are just trying, they're in the lab and they're trying to build this perfect thing, not realizing that all the time 
you're wasting doing that is a chance for somebody to get ahead of you. Or if you could just focus on being a little better today than you were yesterday or put a product out that's pretty good that you're going to quickly kill if it doesn't work or that you're going to iterate on or talk to your customers and try to solve their problem. And then if you don't come back and make it a little better and a little better and a little better, those organizations that put something out and then constantly make things a little better and a little better and a little better they are always way, way, way further ahead than the people that sat back and tried to build the perfect thing before they ever launched and took a step. It is much more important for you to make progress on something than it is for you to be perfect. Perfect is never going to be achieved, but progress will move you forward. And lastly, and this is probably the biggest one, right? Be the last to leave. This was, this was something we talked about at ProctorU all the time. We would go to trade shows in the early days. We'd go to like 100 different appearances a year, right, 150 sometimes. And uh, that was a lot of time on the road. And we were spending time and money trying to get the word out there, just like you probably will do with your business. But the thing that we always did is we were the first to show up and we were the last to leave. We worked harder than anybody else in our space, and we were whipping butts from coast to coast because of that fact, because we were willing to work at night, work on the weekends, work early, stay late, do whatever it took. It's like when we had that episode with Emily Lay a few, a few episodes back. There's a season for that, and that season is early in your story as an entrepreneur. So make sure that you are working your butt off, right? Be the last one to leave. Work harder than your competitors. And again, it's amazing how much farther you can get. So let's review those five things. The five things you need to do to make sure that your business has a great shot at being successful. The first thing is that you need to have a revenue model. How does the money actually get into your business and get spent? If you can figure that out, you have a chance. If you don't know that, you're never going to be successful. Number two, the what and the why of your company is far more important than the how. Figure out what your company is building, but more specifically why, why your company is building it before you ever get into methods and how you're going to do it. The why of your company is so important. Number three, make sure you surround yourself with really good people and get on the same page as them. And number four, make sure that you're putting progress in front of perfection. Get a little better every day. Be better this week than you were last week, and we'll be better next month than you are this month. And the last thing, be the last to leave. Work harder than your competition. It sounds stupid. The secret really isn't a secret. Work harder than everybody else, and you'll be amazed how lucky you get when you work really, really hard. Now let's take an opportunity. Let's check on that pork shop one more time before we get out of here. All right, let's give a check on these pork chops here. Oh, yeah. So if you flip these over about midway through, you're going to start to see those grill marks. It kind of gets a little bit drier. The wetter side is usually the side that needs to be side up when you're cooking it. Looks awesome. I'm going to hit it with a little bit more barbecue rub on this side. I like mine good and seasoned. And that's how we do it. We're going to serve these up to the kids in a little while. They're going to love it. Thanks for watching the show. This has been the Slow Smoke Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star review. Thanks.